we scrapped everything, did that, and then also at the same time just started reaching out to people and starting connecting with people, like going to other, you know, searching for hashtags of stuff that might be people that are interested in yeah. the same type of thing and seeing what they're up to and saying like like someone that's like playing they're they're doing like an Imagine Dragons cover song on the piano, right? Yeah. And it's just ma just making a comment on there. Not not invite not saying come check out my band, just saying, "Dude, oh, God, this is yeah. awesome. Like good on you. Good, this is really yeah. cool." And uh and just kind of making a campaign out of almost like a community-based thing. Yeah, but like like really just we're it's not promoting. Like it's 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 very intentionally not come look at us. It is yeah. just what you're doing is cool. That's it. And then I love that. And as a result of, I mean, in the last, you know, we, I, I think I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but like, there's been a lot of people that have, like, almost every person that we commented on, replied to us, followed us. Really? Like, yeah, like almost everybody. It's 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 impressive. Really, Mike, this is good stuff. Starting oh, recording, okay. so I figure you can bring. The, oh, I didn't realize we were. You can move the mic all you want. Cool, and stuff cool. you want to, but I didn't know no, we were. No, I, I was okay. always pressed because like people share some really incredible stuff right before you know, like cool. this. I'm loving this. Like, <laughs> well, it's funny because like a lot of this, uh, the oversaturation idea of like bands or not even bands, anybody with a fucking profile. Sure, sure. Uh, is like you know pushing this. This is what I'm doing, and like most of the time you go to their page, one there's not even a link. Uh, yeah. in their bio so it's like how the fuck do I find you what are you actually promoting and then if there is a link it's like how much time have you actually put into that link you know what am I actually going to what am I landing on totally yeah yeah so it's like they're just like what are you promoting like promoting something that doesn't exist so we follow you but then there's people like I've I have personally followed artists I've personally followed songwriters with like 10 followers or with mm. you know a thousand followers or 10,000 just off the fact that they've come and said hey that's a cool riff. Like, what are you using in that? Like, what scale is that? Or this and that. And I'll go look at their stuff. And sure enough, hey, I kind of like their stuff. I'm not cool. trying to, like, get involved with them, like, play with them. But I like their shit, and I follow them. And if, like, in the future, if those people do promote, or if, if you want to, uh... wait, okay. So these people, they they found you, or you found them? They found yeah. me. They just, you know, commented on Got them it. or something okay. like that. Like, Perfect. oh, that's really cool. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, and so now next time if they they're up to something and they post it, in your mind it's probably gonna trigger like, hey, I remember those people were cool to me, and you'll yeah. at least you give it like another second or, or two more than you would have otherwise. Right? Oh yeah, like absolutely. It's, it's not just gonna go through the the stream of. And it's of not even crap. like getting my attention, like oh, I'm giving them my my fandom or my yeah my yeah, time. yeah. I like I literally have gotten to a point where there's certain people that I've never met where I follow their pages just because I like their content, and I'm like. You know, yeah, they post something. I'm like, I actually do want to say something about that. Like, I'd love to. Like, I'm sharing this post on my story because I'm like, hey, I dig what this person's doing. Do you guys like it? Like, it's fucking sick. Cool, cool. Is that not what Instagram is for, though? Like, sharing Dude, all it, the idea of sharing. Like, it's for to share what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I, I what love, it should be for. Yeah, I love running into like the really authentic stuff. Like someone that's just someone that posts like two videos of them playing every single day. I mean, they're you know good enough to like be you know, for me to like them. Like if I like their stuff and they're posting two videos every day or a video every single day for like the last year of them just like riffs and ideas. I'm like, this is not even just a content. This is just lovely stuff to be on my newsfeed. And <laughs> stuff I just want to see yeah. in the morning. <laughs> and this person has like that many riffs documented That's to go cool. back to, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's things like that I appreciate. So yeah, no, I saw you guys totally read the Instagram. I was like, wonder what are they up to? Yeah, we, you know, we just wanted to make it you know ha have it be a cool landing page yeah. that w at the same time was not like um just not not trying to sell us so much it's just yeah. just like a cool place to 
to to be able to like hit us see what we're up to but it's just not like um yeah i don't know it almost, it almost just like feels like desperate if you if everything is just like look at me look at yeah. me look at me so we're just like we like all of our, and I don't, I don't know if you noticed but when we removed all the the back content that was also any you know um all of the the text all the threads all of the comments all the stuff where people were like this is cool this is cool we that's gone it, it's, yeah. it's all just like starting fresh saying like, i love that this is this is just like a a, a little landing page now and yeah um, yeah well that is refreshing cool. that's refreshing <laughs> well it's, i mean uh, like dude, i mean you you guys said you're, you're searching hashtags and like finding other people right yeah so like tell me how many profiles have you run into where it's just like people obsessing with themselves like i'm somebody i'm great appreciate my breathing yeah yeah so, well and, and <laughs> yeah i mean you don't want to don't don't hashtag search for love or like oh you know like oh god it's just it, it's a mess but um yeah like I, I i think it's cool to to look for bands where where people like you, you can search for la music but like you'll find a bunch of la bands that are posting in hashtagging la music yeah. right um like i want to find people that love music like like they're listeners people you know musicians love themselves of course but like i want to find people that are music fans okay and and like those are those are people that um that we want to interact with and, and find people that are just like into the into what we do um and so yeah yeah we, we, well there's we, like that feeling of like yeah we're a great band and we have friends that support us but it's like half they like our music half they're there you know our friends right 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 it's like i want to find people that when they listen to this they feel what i felt when i heard this band as a kid totally you know? like have you ever seen the movie almost famous i have for, so forever ago i don't remember I've seen it like a thousand. <laughs> i love that movie so there's a scene where like uh the band just gets like a new set of groupies it's like second half of the okay the movie and like it's the original groupie one of the original groupies sitting next to like the guitar player and uh, he's, she's looking over at these other little groupies and like these little young girls that like clearly are just brand new to the scene it was about it was the whole image thing right and uh they're just eating all the food and she makes a comment about them eating the food and not paying attention and they get in a little discussion about new groupies and then she starts going off she's like groupie being a groupie or like being a fan she's like you ever just love a piece of music so much that it hurts mm. and like that spoke to me on a level i never thought it would because like i mean I, I can name probably 30 songs right now that when I listen to it, physically pains me because I don't know That's how to. Awesome. I don't totally. know how to experience it even more. It's not enough of me to experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I you that. want those people to feel <laughs> that way, you know? Like especially in a live experience or just like like that's. I feel like everything should trail off that want. Yeah, yeah. That need for music. So, anyways, that's I like a, it. I, I thought of that part when you said that. I was like fans. I always think about when people talk about fans or anything. I'm like, she. That was the greatest statement ever made. Listen to a piece <laughs> of music that you love so much it hurts. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. And, and that's that's why we got into music, you yeah. know, like that just heard something that like mattered enough that it was worth learning how to play an instrument yeah. to be able to do your best version of what they're doing. You know, like that's that's uh, rock and roll. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, anyway, I appreciate you sharing all that. I was, I was really curious. Well, because funny is, is Xavier told me two weeks ago three weeks ago he's like we're about to book a bunch of shows we're gonna do a ton of shows yeah. line up all the stuff and then i saw the post they like we're taking a break from shows and releasing music soon i'm like oh my god they got me it's <laughs> like what is happening i was like you need to tell me it worked it was it intrigued the shit out of me i was like that's, oh. that's funny no i mean so i mean we booked a bunch of 
we we did book a bunch of shows, but we are we played them already, like most of them already. Really, we it's still like, have. Uh, we were playing next week in Sherman Oaks, actually, which oh, is cool. Cause oh, yeah. we, we never uh, never there, there's even like a place to play in Sherman what, Oaks. What's the venue? Um, it is. Uh, let's see here. What is it called? What is the venue? One second. I'll go, go for it. You're good. <laughs> All right. Well, because and, and this is the thing. It's not a place that normally has bands, and that's why it's sure like, it's, huh? yeah, it's super cool. And there's this guy that's just putting together this showcase show, um, that uh, he just and he and he just seems like super excited about music, and and he's just just doing the show because he wants to do the show. It's very cool. Um, all right. I'm Xavier telling. can probably get a lot of fans out there too because he's from the area. Yeah, yeah. It's not. What day is it? It is next. Friday, August second. Ooh, uh, yeah. it's uh, it's called Valley Rising. Uh, Valley it's Rising. artist showcase. Uh, it's at Elevation Bar and Lounge. Huh. Uh, and there's there's four bands and uh, yeah. Um, Interesting. Pretty cool. But so that's that's the last of the the big series of stuff that we booked. We and did. you guys buzzed out a lot of shows in what like two three weeks, huh? It was about maybe like four or five weeks, but we played like every Just, yeah every week and damn. Um, we actually, yeah, um, we were gonna do two shows next week and it was just, it was just becoming like two, not, not going to happen. Yeah. So, um, so are you able to get people to all these shows? Um, we've done pretty well really? so far. Yeah. This, this one will be, um, this one will be like the, the, the challenge one for sure, because it's a place that people wouldn't normally like go for bands. And so, so it's now like it's, it is a hundred percent dependent on us to promote well and, and really right. get people out and like uh you know we want to do uh we want to do a cool like a place that doesn't normally do bands and they're going to do bands yeah like in my and they're in my neighborhood like in my mind i want to do really well there because i want them to keep doing bands i want to yeah. play there again like i want to make it so worthwhile for them um that there's finally a place in my area that will do bands regularly it's like a personal spot yeah like that's that's to me it's it's like it has to happen. It has to go well. I mean, how many bands in history have had like that bar that they always played at, and like when they're huge and famous, they just randomly show up in town and play totally, a show yeah, without yeah, telling yeah. anybody. You know? Yep. I mean, this that happens all the time. But yeah, I mean, finding a place close by that will do live music and like being a part of that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm noticing well, it a lot though. A lot of these smaller towns are fighting for live music. I mean, even Westlake out here, really, really like bunch of breweries opening up and i've been contacted by multiple like they're trying to get their live music set up going like everyone wants live music now I mean, it brings good business but it's nice to see that people are trying for it you know and it's not just la yeah yeah <laughs> yeah man it's fun la is like it is a it is a tough tough city for live music like it just didn't used to be i know right like <laughs> they used to used to go out to to be out and the venues booked bands they booked good bands and they booked because good bands like, yeah. that's the keyword <laughs> yeah and now it's like like you have to you have to fight for every person to come out like there's not there's not a lot of places anyway where they just have a scene because you know you get you like like whiskey back in the day right you oh, would, yeah. you'd go out to whiskey because you knew there'd be great music there and I did that in and high just school. A, yeah, yeah yeah um and but now it's like you, you venues will, will you know especially like the the strip venues the you know the whole pay to play thing the book whoever will sign the contract and you know I, I get it I, you know it's it just is what it is but um, 
you're not guaranteed like some awesome show at all so yeah. so there and and it's just expensive as hell to just be there so why would you go when there's so many millions yeah. of other things happening in the city like you it's just they some don't places will even pay you yeah there you go yeah, you know i mean it's like yeah it's almost like why, what's worth uh, is it just bragging rights i played at the whiskey it's like who gives a shit yeah, like it's like, not cool anymore. It's, have, yeah, it sucks because I love those places. I really do. They're great but venues, like, and they pull off. They still play big bands there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like I went, uh, I went and saw Paul Gilbert. He's one of my favorite guitar players mm. ever. He's a total shredder. I sat next to him on a plane. I mean, that's this guy's a very special person to me. You cool, know? cool. And I was like, fuck yeah, Paul Gilbert's playing the Whiskey a Go Go. This is gonna be insane. I drive down. I get there early because I'm like super curious. Who does Paul Gilbert have open for him? Get there and find out that the whiskey's not allowing him to have anybody open up. They chose a band. Like, it's a, you know, local band kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know, Paul Gilbert is a, you know, top-level guitar player. I can't imagine they chose some fucking schmucks, right? It was literally some band that just the most un unmemorable, is that how you say it? That's, unmemorable I, I band. So, yeah. Um, and the one thing I remember from them is them talking after the first song. They said, we just got signed to Sony. We signed our contract like a week ago. And we started a, a mini tour and they start playing. I'm like, how the fuck <laughs> did you get signed by anybody? Helen Keller oh. could, could hear you being bad right now. <laughs> and then of course, that's just my opinion. But I'm thinking to myself like, dude, where are the standards? And like, maybe I'm just like, a, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Too uptight about it. But like when you're having someone like Paul Gilbert in the guitar world, that guy's like fucking, you know, think of the biggest artist, you know, that guy's one sure, of the sure. best there is. And like everyone in there was a guitar player. Like, there's no way they weren't. Or brought a friend that was a guitar player. And they're watching this band open up. That sucks. <laughs> like, are you kidding? What? Like, that didn't yeah. used to happen. Yeah, you, yeah. You never ran into shit like that. Like, if like if you go see Metallica, of course I you know, go see Metallica. You can count on the fucking opening act. Oh and yeah. On tour with them to be amazing. Totally. Yeah. If you for go sure. see a, a big band in a smaller venue, you're, they're gonna have a good setup. Yeah. But like you know, you go to the Hollywood Strip, you go to the LA shows. It's like that shit doesn't happen anymore. It's it's so it's just hit and miss, man. It's so hit and miss. Like we, you know, the Viper Room show we just played. Uh, the bands were super cool. They were they were really like awesome. they were nice. We we liked them. But we've done we've done shows there that are you know um, they're they're put together by a promoter and the promoter is just covering their ass. You know, they'll they'll book whoever. I, I know it's it's and it's like it's hard to 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 figure out a way around that, right? Because for for a band that's in the city. Playing there has some clout to your your band resume, if yeah. you will. You know, like, um, but uh, so so like you have to decide. Like, do you support that kind of system because it still does, in a way, pay off for you? You're like, even if even you support the system, and even if it's not a great show, you still have you know. On your on your little band resume, you can you can effectively say like, yeah, we just played this huge show at this this legendary club, and it means something yeah. to some people somewhere. Or you don't do that, but it, I don't know. It's just kind of but like I'm a, curious. A like I mean, it, ten years ago, that meant something to me. It meant something. Sure. If sure. someone came to me and said, hey, I just played the Viper Room, like holy shit, that's amazing. How'd you get that gig? Like who do you know? Yeah, yeah. I would have said that ten years ago when I was like 15, 16 years old, right? Now, if so, like, you know, if everyone was like, oh, that's awesome. You probably had a great sound. You probably had professional treatment and played a kick-ass show. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're the fucking rock star, though. Right, 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 I'm right. I'm not impressed. Totally. No, I mean, Jimmy Swag just played Whiskey how many times? I'm not impressed. 
<laughs> just because it's the whiskey. Sure, just because sure. it's the Roxy. I've seen I've seen my friends when I was like in eighth grade. You know, I saw a buddy of mine play the whiskey and in, in the Roxy. I was like, oh, it's super cool. And then a few years went by, I was like, wait a minute. They let anybody that's willing to pay them. So it's like that's yeah. got out. So it's like it's not cool anymore. So. Like for me, the incentive to play those places is the fact that you're gonna get a sound and pull off a show that you can't pull off anywhere else unless yeah, yeah. you're playing bigger venues. So like they still have their reason. They're still like the fact that a band like Mr. Call is playing the Viper Room and playing those venues is awesome because you guys deserve and need you know to be at that level. You guys have a good sound. You guys have a great you know you know artistry. The music, the performance is all there. So it makes the Viper Room worth it. Sure, sure. But if people that don't have it just have the money to pay for it. Yeah, and that's it's not worth it. That's that's definitely what ruins it. Yeah, yeah. like you know, we we do it because um, it's it is. I would say it is easier to promote a show like that. Yeah, uh, it's it's easier you know, than than playing at a bar that no one's heard of. Like oh, it's yeah, easier absolutely. to to go and and say, hey, we're gonna be here, and we do get a better draw. You know, we yeah. like that whole the model. It, it does kind of work in some ways. And, and so we know the sound's going to be good. We know there's going to be real lighting, real sound. Reliable. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely benefit in that way. It's just, it's like just a sad way that it happens. You know, I feel like I, I just, I would love it for somebody to create a, create a venue that is, in you know north hollywood van nuys you know so, somewhere that's like just a, a cheaper area to be in where you can people can go to the show and not pay twenty dollars to park and not another 15 to get in and then ten dollars for a bud light like and then not have like, their car towed regardless yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um you know like i i feel like there, there's just there are ways to do it and still have like awesome sound and lighting and, and like yeah. create like a new version of what the strip was. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be amazing, but it's, you know, that costs a lot of money to pull off. And well, I mean, I it's know. also like, you know, the clubs didn't change. The owners are still, you know, been there for I me. Mean, I'm sure there's new owners all the time, but like the clubs are still there. All that stuff's still there. It's just like, the promoters, like you're saying, like the whole set of the system of how it works. Now it's like, they don't care what bands they're signing. They, you know, like you said, they'll sign anyone that can pay. It's like I can go up it's there tough, with wooden yeah. spoons and hit them together as long as I pay for my tickets, right? You you and can they, do it, absolutely. And they would give me a slot. You and can do that's, it. that's the level of like, you know. I will say there there are a couple promoters that that really put in work and they that's make standard. sure that the band – Yeah, they have, they have some standards. The, the promoter that we worked with um, most recently, does she does a really good job of like – it's funny actually if if you if you look up her her company on Yelp, there's like either people have five stars or there's one star, and the difference is that the people that have five star or have have rated with five stars all say she puts in serious work. She's you know like a lot of communication. She's pushing the bands to promote, and uh, and and she totally does, which I appreciate because again, yeah. if, if I'm gonna if I'm going on a bill where I know that people could do that and just pay the money, you know. Um, I want to make sure that I'm playing with bands that are, you know, in in the right genre, yeah, and that they're putting in work and not just paying to 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 get in, yeah. Or the one star reviews are people that are like, like, this lady keeps calling me, and and if you don't conform to her the stuff, then you know, like, she's gonna be all over you. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, yeah she should be all works. over you. Like, that's <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad that. I'm not on a bill with you guys because you clearly didn't get it and you clearly were going to do it the other way. Yeah. And like, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I, 
I, I get it. Like, I'm glad that. <laughs> well, here's, I mean, here, here's, here's what I say. Like, I, I don't pay to play anymore. I refuse to do it just because I did it. I did sure. it so much and I did it poorly. Mm. And I just, I don't think I have the clout. I like that word clout. I don't have the, the fans, the whole everything to pull off a pay to play at that level. Sure, sure. But on the other side of it, if you really do want to play certain gigs that are big and recognizable, it's like, I've, I went, I did about a year of performing in LA, like where I was like, all I did was perform. All I did was play and like pull off gigs. I booked every single one by myself. I nice. promoted every single one by myself. It was completely by myself. I had people there. I played good venues. I played the mint, the baked potato, like all these venues that are legendary. I got good time slots. I got paid at some of them, you know what? And I brought, I got crowds and I made fans. Like it's possible. Totally. Like, and if you're going to sit there and bitch about someone doing their job, contacting you, yeah, make right. sure you have a good show, then look, don't, don't go and bitch. Just do it the other way. Cause it's possible. Both ways are possible. Totally. And that's just fact. Yep. You know, like I'm, I'm proof of that and you guys are proof of the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's a wild, wild area. Yeah. People are amazed when they come to LA and they're like, wait, what? I thought this was supposed to be like the Hollywood strip. I play here. Like, this is where I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, even like, so, so a venue like that. Yeah. You're doing the ticket sales. Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing that. Even the venues that don't do that in LA, at least it is, it's really hard to play at a venue with original music, unless you just have a huge following. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's hard to play at venues with original music where you get paid anyway so you you're, you're doing a version of it no matter what like you're yeah. still gonna go and play music your friends are still spending spending money maybe at the door definitely at the bar yeah um and uh and then and you're not getting all of what they paid back no matter what like you you're you're effectively doing pay to play you're just not doing the tickets up front you know yeah um so it's it's just i mean it's just kind of i think a lot of what what it's turned into is everyone's just covering themselves and it just it 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 makes people not want to go in in my opinion that whole model where everyone's just covering themselves is kind of the downfall of why people aren't just coming out to shows anymore and why they don't care about bands and live music i am proof of that in high school i went to the roxy almost every weekend or down the hollywood ship just with my cousin brandon or with a buddy of mine we went Checked out a band. Saw fucking Scott Ian one time from Anthrax with a side band, like, right in front of me. I was like, oh, shit, there's Scott. I mean, <laughs> cool shit happened. Yeah, yeah. Cool shit does happen, but, like, all of a sudden, it was like it was $5 to get in, you know, when we were carpooling. It's like, all right, well, I want to go. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's going to be traffic on the way down. Shows are bad time. Parking's now 15 to $20 on, like, a weeknight. Yeah. About a mile away from the venue. Totally. Unless I get there in the middle of the day, you know, and then I have to walk all the way down there and kill time. And then once I get in the venue, I can't leave the venue. Mm, yeah. And then it's like $30, $40 to get in, depending on the band, or it's $10 to $15, which is fine. Then I get in, and then I have a waitress coming up to me like, oh, it's a two-drink minimum. Or you have to get one drink. You have to have a drink. <laughs> yep. Like, you have to have a drink. I'm like, I fucking can have a water. No, you have to pay for a drink. I've had that said to me. Like, you have to buy a drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I can think of a couple of places. And she was like, you, I, she's like, I can charge you for water. I'm like, fuck you, charge me for Like, I, I mean, it's. Wow. And then when I get home that night, I'm like, was that really worth it? Because they gave the person I wanted to see 30 minutes to play. Yep. And I saw it. And they probably didn't get paid anything or, or very little. Like I barely got to spend any time with them. I got to interact, you know, I get to interact with them afterwards or before, you know, they played like three, four songs, you know, they, it was just, the sound wasn't top notch. It was like, and then there was another band right away. Yep. I was like, why would I put all that effort into going down there? Unless I fucking yeah. love the band, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's cutting out the opportunity for people to get love, you know, bands to like discover that they can be loved. 
Because even to, even to get to the point where like I want to like you, so like I'm sure there's a bands play every night that I'm sure if I listen to, I fall in love with them. Sure. Like this is amazing, but I'm not gonna go see them. I'm not gonna see them. Yeah, it's tough. I will say though that we had an awesome crew come out a, a bunch of people that were that you know friend of a friend like next yeah. n- next tier kind you guys of are fucking band. good <laughs> well and and due to a, a cool venue with cool lighting and great sound yeah they had a good experience like they they had a great time and it happened at that place so i i, I you know i i don't want to um, I don't. I don't love that model for sure. I, I totally wish that model weren't a thing. Work. But uh, there, there are some things about it that work, and that that club is. It is a great club. Yeah. You know, it's just. Well, Viper um, Room has some of the best sound. I mean, Viper yeah. Room, The Rocks. I mean, all those clubs, they're fucking incredible. They yeah. have everything you want. They pull off great shows. It's just like getting there, the promoters, even getting in contact with someone that could get you close to. It. Like you can't even go up there and be like, hey, I want to play anymore. You can't oh, even yeah, contact yeah. the club. Totally. Like, yeah. you have to know someone to get there. Which, I mean, it's like, it's already like, fuck. I mean, sure, it should be considered a little higher than, like, an average bar, obviously. But I don't know. I uh, I think no matter what, there's a way to adapt to a situation. Like you said, there's always a way to make it work in your favor. But at what point does that become we're taking away from a possibility of bringing more music, bringing sure. more people? Totally. And it's about that, you know, the live experience is about that community feeling going there to see your band and be in that feel that vibe and for be sure in there, yeah you know? yeah so i'm, I'm a little biased on the entertainment side of things well it's <laughs> t- totally yeah as, as you should be yeah. uh and it's also harder you know it's you can get your fans out to a show like that but getting other people that you don't know yet to come and pay for a show where they don't know your band they don't really know your music maybe they've heard the name through their friend maybe not like those are people that are really hard to get involved unless unless you're funding tickets for them like like it's it's harder to connect with people that yeah. you know well are you gonna pay 10 bucks like to could... go see a band that you don't know anything about in yeah. a place that's really tricky like if, if it, your buddy's band that's one thing if it's like some band you haven't heard of um that you hear is cool yeah but are you gonna are you gonna throw like gamble 50 dollars uh, 50 dollar night on that yeah probably not Probably not. Unless you like, I don't know. It depends on how, how good they are. I mean, like you guys, you guys are fucking good. Like you're a good <laughs> band. Like there's a, there's a lot of things with you guys that doesn't apply to like other people trying to make it. Cause it's like at the end of the day, regardless of what situation is, you know, what system is working, what promoter, this, what venue, this, regardless of the day, you're either good or you're not. You're Fair, either, yeah. you know, good at what you do and have a fan base and can build a fan base or not. You guys have that area covered and you're only getting better in that area. So, even if you spend a fifty, even if someone random spends a fifty dollar you know, night on coming to see you, they're not going to walk away dissatisfied. And that you know, sure, sure, yeah. It's like it's that's, like yeah, it's that's our to, hope. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> enough to get them to take that leap of faith, right? But once they, like, there's there's just no chance of them taking that leap of faith and walking away dissatisfied. Yeah, we, we um, man, uh, well, thank you. Like you know, we, well, I mean, it's, it's very it's true because it's a very different situation for other bands. We uh, we we definitely try our best to like. <laughs> to bring people in, you know, to, to let it, let it be a, a personal experience and have it, have it, um, have everyone have the fun that we're having, you know? Yeah. Are you kidding? I fucking put you guys on the other day on Spotify. I was driving. I was like, man, what do I want to listen to? I was like, fuck, that's a put on ghost. You know, nice. Living it up. Cool, I was like, cool. all right, now I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I was fucking, I love it, man. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. It's actually the, I think that's one of the first times I've ever like put on a band I know personally when I didn't know what to listen to. Cool. That was the first time that's ever happened to me. Nice. Like I usually intentionally listen to certain music. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And then some like, half of the day is just like, fuck it. Every song I've ever liked on shuffle. 
dude know? that's awesome that's very cool and like that was the first time i was ever like oh i don't know what i want to listen to and i was like that actually sounds like really good to listen to so what were you what were you doing at like what was uh where were you going to or like where what, was i i was sorry i got what, in my car what, what was, mood like brought that brought that up i'm really curious i don't know where i was going but i know i had already gone to the gym i come home i showered i ate and i was I may have been running errands. Mm. I remember being in kind of like a weird mood. Like okay. I, didn't, I wasn't like sad, but I wasn't like stoked. I was just kind of like going through life. Okay. And I got in my car and I remember I looked at my phone for Spotify and I was like, what am I going to listen to? I remember thinking to myself, like, I can't listen to something I don't want to listen to. Like I need something to make me feel ready for life. I just, I just wanted to, not even good. It's just, I needed to feel a little bit more. All right. All right. And I was like, what would settle nicely with me? What settles with my soul right now? Started driving. I drove down the drive with a little cul-de-sac. I pulled out. I was driving down the the main road there, and I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna put on Ghost." I put on cool. Ghost, and I was like, "This is exactly what I want to <laughs> listen to." And then I just kept listening. I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I love this." Like, That's I, awesome. Like, but it was so different because I like I was in the past. It was like, "Oh, this is you know Xavier was my friend," and then I met you guys like Mr. Call. Like I know these guys. This is the band that I know, and then eventually like. That day when I put it on, I was like, it had nothing to do with Xavier being my like close friend or you know getting to know the band. It was literally just like, this is what I'm listening to, and that's it. That's dude, and that's that's like that's the dream for 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 me and for the guys. It's Hell like yeah. to have have it, have someone pull out the music because they want to hear it. You know, yeah. not not because you're forcing it down their throat. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that was one of those days. Where, like I've always I love you guys' music. I've always appreciated how hard you work and your work ethic and the and the sound. And I mean, you guys have good. You're good at all the things. Thank and I appreciate you. that, Thank but you. like, it's very different to be good at all things than for me to pick it up and be like, I just want to listen to this music. Cool. I can I can appreciate all different types of music and tell you why I appreciate it. Sure, but sure. I'm not going to walk away from that conversation and put them on. Sure, you know? sure. I want to put on fucking Black Sabbath. <laughs> I put on Metallica. You know, even Taylor Swift sometimes. I put on whatever the fuck out. You know. Yep, yep. But that day, I like I put on Mr. Call. Awesome. And that was, that was a big moment for me because I was like, I am like, now I know I'm officially a fan. Like, this is a band that I'm, I'm not going to the shows to just support my friends. Like, I want to go listen to this fucking music. Cool. You know, and that there's a huge difference in that, in that, uh, in that threshold. Of course That's is, awesome, but, man. So. I, I appreciate that a lot. For sure. So you guys have Thank me. <laughs> hey. So. I like it. We, uh, we tangent. I really like that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. This was not planned. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I well, love this like shit. like about an hour, right? I love this shit. So. I uh, did this. Th I did this with Xavier last week, and I'm glad he didn't tell you too much about it. So I don't know if you watched it on YouTube or anything like nope, that. No, nope, um, um, I had the idea before his episode the night before, uh, and it's basically based off the idea of visualizing. You know, okay. people talk about visualize your success. Sure, sure, sure. And it's like if you visualize it enough, then it becomes a reality, right? They always have all these theories and yeah, this yeah. and that. And I, I was when I was thinking about it, I was like, all right, how much do you actually have to visualize it for it to actually have an effect? Because it's like the brain frequencies and like they have all the theories. It's like, but I, you know, if I if I want to make a million dollars and I wake up every morning and say I want to make a million dollars, and that's the extent that I visualize that. I mean, how, <laughs> that's how not, yeah, like how does count? <laughs> how realistic is that, right? Like, sure. but if you took like 10, 15 minutes a day. And like visualize details of the exact situation that you want. Sure, yeah. I was like, all right, so I'm putting it to the test. So I blindfolded Xavier and I said, I want you to, I'm gonna ask you questions. I'm gonna, you're gonna okay. visualize everything. I'm, when, I'm gonna tell you a situation, you're gonna visualize it, and I'm gonna ask you questions in detail about what would be in that situation. Okay. You're gonna answer them, and I'm gonna write down little notes on them. Okay. I have all of Xavier's answers. Oh, God. How do you, how do you do? He did great. I, I was very impressed. He's a, I mean, he's a very uh, imaginative, oh, imaginative yeah. <laughs> dude, for sure. No doubt. <laughs> um, awesome. So, and I told him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this with Joe next week because you guys are the same band. 
And the situation is a sta- you know playing a stadium show like the ultimate show. You're in a stadium. All right, all right. Stadium or whatever it is. And I'm asking questions based off you know that scenario. Okay. So I told them all I'm going to ask you guys questions and I'm going to type them up after this episode. I'm going to send them to you guys. And I want you each over the next like year or two years start checking off the specific details you see at small shows, big shows, whatever. All right. And see how much the visualization works. I want to put it to the test. All right. Because you guys, I know you're not going to stop. It. You guys are fucking killing it. You guys have the potential to do exactly this situation. So it's like there's there's a practicality behind this this uh, this test because you guys are good enough for it. All right. All right. Well, man. So right. that being said, I don't okay. have a blindfold, but I had him wrap that around his head and tape the rest of All it. Right. Okay. So yeah. whatever's comfortable, if you're ready, if you're cool with sure, that. Sure, sure. I'm stoked. I have, yeah. like, hat hair on, on YouTube, I guess. <laughs> Oh, well. look fine. You can put the hat <laughs> over it. Probably use the hat to seal it. Ooh. Sorry, I know I'm not. Pre- I'm not. Blindfolds was not on the list of things to get when you start a podcast. Right. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't come with the the well the starter kit. It was. It's a you know. It's a creative based podcast, not a sex dungeon based one. So <laughs> next time. Next time. All right. Uh... I promise. Next time I'll blindfold you with something real. No, I think I think there's uh, there's an allure to this. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, I love this. Oh boy! All right, you good there? You comfy? No, it's not. Happening. All right, do I still? Uh, okay. I feel, I feel I like instantly feel so disoriented. Like like everything could have moved. Maybe it yeah. probably didn't. You know, I, I like this mic should probably still be here. Well, but. see, like that's what it is though. Like when you take away that sense, like oh, and you're able just... to just dive into your head and only see what you're imagining. Right? That's visualizing. All right. So we're going to place you. You're playing a stadium show. Um, Big stadium, packed house. Um, You guys, you know, you played a few songs. You're in the middle of the set. And I want you to visualize for a minute. Just take a second and think about everything around you. You know, the stage, the crowd, the building, all the different angles, what's around you. And then when you're ready, I'm going to start asking you questions. All right. You good? I like it. You there? You I'm, rocking out? I think I'm ready. All right. You just finished, what, third, fourth song? Okay. Um, looking out at the crowd. What are you wearing? What would you wear to the show? Man. Uh, let's see. If we're stadium tour, uh, I, I would say I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pretty much just be me. It's, it's going to be like a, a black T-shirt and black jeans and – my, my black chucks, just real comfy. <laughs> Classic rocker. Yeah. yeah anything yeah. bracelet-wise, headbands, hats, anything like that? Man, I I would say probably not. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty just bare and comfortable. I think okay. all that stuff is for like when when you are trying to get attention. Once you have it, you just wear what you want again. <laughs> Seriously, I love that. Thank you for saying that. Like, stop with the bullshit, right? If, if, if that many people paid to come in and see me on this stage, like, I'm I'm cool just wearing what, what I want to wear. Yeah, hell yeah. It worked. It got me there. All right, so you're you're in your outfit. You're playing your songs. You're about to start, a, about to start the next song. What's the song you play? If it's a song at all, Mm. Describe the song to me. What does it sound like? Is it a song you already written? All right, so First we're we're at like mind. song four or five in the set. Yeah. All right, four or five. It's the first thing that comes to your mind. Is it like a melody or is it a song that you guys already have? I feel like this uh, the, it, this would be a 
I'm, I'm fighting myself because I have like my, my analytical side is like trying to plan what it would be instead yeah. of like picturing thing, like yeah. being being there and picturing what it is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to flip here. Um, okay, so this is it's it's starting out with a guitar lick um, that that everyone seems to recognize. Okay. Yeah, like a like a cool, almost like paddy, um, kind of guitar sound. Um, has has some like twinkle to it, and and it's everyone's a fan. Everyone everyone knows this one. It's a hook. Yeah, yeah. Okay, is that is that all you hear of that song? That's what's, that's what's here. So so far, all right. So. Okay. You don't have to think the whole song is just really like what what's the net, what are you bleeding into you know that kind of feeling sure sure yeah <laughs> you're singing it in your head now yeah, I'm, I'm i'm i feel like i'm like writing a song right now <laughs> well don't uh, write it just yeah. if, it's, if it gets a guitar like that's that's you know that's, that's yeah a, it's yeah. the guitar look that's going to be a hook yes all right are you singing or you have an instrument in your hand no instrument just just running around the microphone running around the microphone all right who's on stage with you my boys. It's the sure. band you're in now, Mr. Call. Yes. So you got Tyler, Lyle, and Xavier. the other one. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and the other dude. <laughs> that big guy. One. <laughs> okay. Um, what's Xavier wearing? Uh, you're singing. You're, you're singing out to the crowd, right? You could just mention He's totally wearing chorus. some like Hawaiian shirt looking <laughs> thing for sure. Uh, what yeah. color is it? Um. I'd say it's tamed down. Tamed uh, down. Yeah, it, for he he goes through like waves. I feel like of his Hawaiian shirt dressing, uh, and I, I feel like he's chilled it a bit to like a cool color, uh, <laughs> like a darker color thing. What, what else is a muted Hawaiian shirt pattern? Muted Hawaiian <laughs> shirt pattern. Okay. What I'm sorry. What else? What? What else has he got on? Uh, he's probably wearing some dark colored jeans that are like cuffed at the bottom and some some chucks i love that you guys are a rock band that wears chucks you don't see that much anymore well hey that's that's <laughs> chucks are life man they, they really are dude. <laughs> all right so you're jamming out you uh, just finished the first course of this song you turn around you see xavier he's rocking that hawaiian shirt <laughs> jamming on the bass yeah you know you kind of like make eye contact, give a little, you know, head nod, grooving with him. You turn back to start uh, singing the verse, but right before you sing the verse, you look down at the front, the gate, the front mm. row. Okay. Uh, I want you to describe right off the top of your head the first thing that comes to mind, the first audience member you see. Ooh, interesting. Uh, a guy or girl, hair color, all that stuff. First thing. Cool. Uh, man, I I I see a buddy of mine Ooh. right up front. Um. A, a dude named Mark. He's a uh, he's a, a huge music lover, uh, and uh, we actually just went to a concert together recently. Um, and uh, he 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 showed up early enough to get right up to the very front. What's he wearing? He's what is he wearing? He's just wearing a t-shirt. It's the blue nothing t-shirt. Blue t-shirt. Yep. These are the details. I'm telling you. Okay. These are the All details. Right. If what they say is and, true, and this shorts. Is He's and wearing shorts. like Ooh. that with like khaki cargo shorts and yeah. tennis shoes, just looking like 
a dad. <laughs> just, yeah, totally. Total dad. Or the most efficient concert outfit. Word. You've been to enough metal shows, you'll start fucking wearing cargo shorts and gym shoes. Totally true. <laughs> totally true. All right, so where is Mark? Is Mark dead center, like front of you? Is he yep. over the right, over the left, dead center? Right, right, dead center. All right, you make eye contact with Mark. He knows you're, He knows the next lyric. He's looking at you. He's about to sing with you. But before you sing it, you scan the front row. You okay. go all the way right, and all over in the distance on the right, still the front row, an audience member. Who do you see? What is the person? You, uh, you lock on a person. Awesome. So it is a girl who is obsessed with Xavier. Ooh, nice. Yeah, just just this is this is the girl that like mailed him the package that he got before the show backstage and he's a little afraid but kind of excited about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> and there's there's uh there's a girl uh let's see here. She's Curly hair like she an early 20s Ooh. brunette. Early 20s brunette. Yeah, wearing a an I love Mr. Call t-shirt that she made herself. Ooh. And on the I back, like that. it says Xavier, where like a jersey name would be. <laughs> uh, I love this. This is great. He's going to love to hear that. <laughs> you know he's going to be looking for that more than his shit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to start making those shirts that, with, totally. your, with your guys' names on the back and start selling them. At I the love shows. it. I love it. All right, so you see this girl, and you kind of like, oh, shit, we got to worry about that one, maybe. Never. You look at her eyes. I'm going to encourage her. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know what? I think he's interested. You go to follow Here's her. Li- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like right, you put it on the screen, you know? So you look at her, you follow her eyes, and, of course, you turn your head and see that her eyes are locked on Xavier. And as you turn back around to look at the audience, you pass over the back of the stage. What's the backdrop? Ooh. Man, I it, it is giant black and white banner with huge block letters that say mr call so it's a banner yep like but like huge like like full stage yeah full big. full I mean, stage we're at a stadium we got fucking big backdrops yeah 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 with like crazy lighting to the point where ooh, where it's, it's actually like it's projected that it says mr call because stuff can keep changing all around it so you're projecting the name yeah all right yeah, I, like the whole backdrop is a projection, so it can kind of keep changing with the show. But as you look at it, it says Mr. Call in big block letters. Yep. Ooh, I like that. You're going to have that moment. You're going to be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you're doing that, you uh, come back down to your eye level. Right before you turn around, you look at the drum set. What color is the drum set? Ooh. Um, What color is it? I feel like it's going to be blue it, it's 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 bluish it's not which is interesting because tyler he's he's also like like me comes from like rock rock bands yeah. where you just wear black and everything's black <laughs> but <laughs> but i think i think he's he's matured to some, blue. some cool color and a ridiculously nice drum kit because he's bougie with his drum kit well he's also playing stadium shows yeah fair he, he, can, he can afford it at this point <laughs> uh is it shiny blue is it matte blue it is shiny definitely shiny blue but not like that sparkly kind not sparkly yeah yeah write that (laughs) yeah that's important (laughs) not sparkly all right um you turn around you sing another verse the crowd's fucking loving you you're head banging all of a sudden it comes time for lyle's solo he's about to step front and start shredding and you look over to your right or left lyle is he's on my left yeah yeah he has to be because so far i've painted Xavier over here. Really? Xavier's on the right. Yeah. And on the left. I don't know why that is. On the right. Um, so as you look over for his ripping solo, 
what color is guitar and what type of guitar is it? Mm. Man, uh, well, this this is the song that started all Twinkly, so he's on a telly for this one. Really? Um, yeah, he he he's he's a uh, like he likes his Les Pauls and his tellies, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, we're we're going telly on this one. What color is this one? Um, pink. Ooh, I like it. Pink telly. Okay. Yes. Rock and roll. So he's he he steps out front. He starts shredding his solo. Fans are losing their mind. You step back for a second. Take a drink of water as you take your you're taking your sip of water. Imagine it. You go to put your solo cup down on the <laughs> one of the speakers, and you look down. What are you standing on? Is it raw stage? Is it carpet? Is it hardwood floor? Is it ooh? Um, that's raw stage. Raw for stage. Sure. Yeah. Raw black stage. <laughs> yeah. Right. Black painted. Pretty pretty dirty and gross yeah all those scratch marks from lugging gear perfect you get a good you know drink of water you turn around to take in the moment because you're not the front man for like 10 seconds right and you look at the stadium you scan it you look up is there a roof or is it an open roof closed closed Ooh. definitely closed okay what time of day is it is it a night show you guys doing a midday show is it a festival nighttime what time do you guys it's so funny because when you say stadium show in this in this case like i picture a very specific thing like, exactly. like that's these, what, that's these are not even like questions in my mind. It, like you've to, seen this before. Uh, yeah, oh, totally. This so is, we're, we're going to document it. The night show, what's the weather like out? Ooh. Um, it is uh, It is chilly out. It's a cold night. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're not cold. You're fucking covered in lights I and sweat. I am <laughs> sweaty and disgusting and super warm. All right, so we got two more. We got two more questions. All right. You're playing your show. You guys finish the next song. You know, crowd's fucking loving. You're hitting that point in the show where, like, you know, it's that second wind, and you're, you know, you think about how far you've come, how long it's taken to get here, and what you've what you've put in, the work you've put in, and okay. you're looking at this crowd, and every one of these fucking thousands of people love you and what you do, and they can't wait for the next words that come out of your mouth, and you realize for a quick second that this is just a stage, and that backstage. There's people waiting for you. Mm. Who's waiting for you backstage? Aww. It can literally cool. be a manager. It can literally be a friend, wife, girlfriend, anything. The wife. The wife is there for sure. And man, and like the, the coolest, this thing that like I've always thought was the coolest thing to, to ever happen is when there's like some awesome rock star that I just love and they're killing this major show and they like bring the wife and like their their little kid who's wearing earmuffs like, ear, earmuffs and Hell it's just yeah. like the cutest little thing and uh yeah man and i kind of like drag him out onto the stage so your kid yeah all right that's fucking rock and roll is that the only two people you see right now people that matter i guess <laughs> that's that that's what that's what matters cool all right, you look over and you see them. Your wife's got your, you know, kid. Got a little earmuffs on. <laughs> daughter or son, whatever it is. And uh, you guys make eye contact. She gives you a smile that reassures you that this is what you're meant to do. Aww. You turn back Thanks, around. Your, you know, your band is at your back, killing the fucking music. And here comes the hook of the night. You guys are about to play your biggest hit right now. The hit that you know packed half that stadium. You know that hit that you guys have been waiting for, or the next one if you're playing at this point. And you feel this incredible surge of energy, and you go to sing that hook, and the entire crowd sings it back. I want you to try to describe how you feel. Ah, man. Um, 
it's funny. I, 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 I feel like I did my job. Uh, I did what I was supposed to be doing and that now I got to go work on the next song that they'll sing louder. Work on the next one. They'll sing louder. Yep. I like, I love it. The, the like what, what happened was, or what was supposed to happen happened at that point. Like I, like I, wow. What it was worked. supposed to happen. I what was supposed that. to happen happened. And now I gotta, I gotta start planning the next thing. Wow. That's interesting. I love that. That made my day that answer. Well, that's all the questions I have for that. But I want you to I want you to sit cool. on I want you to sit on stage for a minute. You know, oh, take okay. take it in. Just I want you to take it in and really and look at the audience, look at the me- audience members, look at your band, look at the stage, look at the backdrop, the backstage. Is there anything specific among everything this entire experience? Maybe a thought or a feeling. Is there anything that stands out really specifically and prominently right away for some reason? Hmm. If anything. Um Man, it's just comfortable. Oh, I like, I like that. Comfortable. Like, like everything just kind of feels like it just like clicked into place. Rock and roll. Well, all right, you can take your blindfold off. <laughs> Thanks for putting that on and doing that. Woo. I like that. I think a few of those were the same as Xavier's. Really? A few of them. Do Some of them do. were the opposite too. Oh no. I'll have to off to write it up, but well, no, I'm stoked because like you know they talk about it like you visualize yeah, get so adjusted. right out here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like they talk about, like visualize exactly what you want. Like the more you can visualize, the better it'll be, and like basically like I wonder if you put yourself through that at least two three times a week. Like close your eyes and think about sure, playing sure. a stadium show and start to get more details, you know. And it's like it, they always say it never happens exactly how you see it, right? Sure, but it's like. You know, you start to see a certain audience member in a certain outfit, or you start to see Xavier playing a certain bass. Things like that show up, and then next thing you know, you know, a few months later, you're playing a show that you know you kind of excited to play. Like, oh, this is a bigger show, and all of a sudden you look in the crowd, and there's someone having a beer, wearing that exact outfit, or there's a chick, you know, with a shirt on that says, "I love Mr. Call." You know, and not like, and you're not like intentionally trying to make these things happen, but every once in a while, it's like, oh shit, it's starting to happen. Like, I'm starting to notice that. Sure, sure. So, I mean, and that's what they always describe. So, like, I really want to put it to test because I mean, how many people have vouched for this? How many people have found their success through visualizing and being able to like, you know, visualize with practicality, of course, but dream big, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm stoked. Now it's a little experiment. A little experiment. I like it. I think that that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of makes you. I, I feel like picturing it that way. It, I, I think you you kind of have to at least the way that my my brain works is um like you kind of have to start filling in gaps yeah. like like um for that to for that to happen like what what steps do you need to take to make it happen it's like the working um, backwards thing yeah, yeah yeah totally I like I like yours better though. Filling in the gaps. That's cool because like working backwards can be just as stressful as working forwards, <laughs> right? Because it's fair. like okay, then there's this and this and this. It's like well, where, at what point do I reach where I'm at? You know how many steps are you going to? But like if you have that gap, like filling in just like oh, but at some point I'll have to do this, and like you conquer things that you know all of a sudden it rearranges the way you get there. But filling in gaps, I like that. Cool. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna think about that one. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Filling in the gaps. All right. Well. 
now that we've uh, experienced Joe at his top level playing with <laughs> Mr. Call and the stadium show, I've never had a chance to talk to you about, you know, before Mr. Call, because you're a Ooh, very, very, very talented singer. Oh, you're you, a very, man. very talented front man. You're, you're a workhorse with it. Um, I mean, having the band on and, even, you know, hearing the way you and Xavier work together. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So it's like, obviously you've had a lot of experience and you've wanted this for pretty much, I'm going to assume most of your life. Yeah. Yep. And you haven't <laughs> given up on it. No way. And I mean, cause most people will hit their like early twenties and be like, yeah, maybe I should figure something else out and find, not even figure something, but find something else to do in the industry. Yeah. But yeah. You haven't let up on being on stage, that front man and you know, being the star. That is a feat in itself, holding that, like still wanting sure, that. Sure. I, I think it takes a, a it takes balls to not have that strip takes, of you. <laughs> you have to be very stubborn, I think. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I wanna know I mean, what was the what's the struggle been? Like how many bands have you started? How many things have you tried? What are the, your attempts? Like what yeah. like what because most people go through so much they just give up, you know? And you didn't find Mr. Call until what, a few years ago? Yeah, I mean, it, it in itself came, like, as a result of a few different um, iterations, I guess. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, bands. I mean, I, I started playing in bands. Um, my first band was, like, a, a pop-punk band. I was actually a drummer uh, at the time uh, really? for that band. And uh, that was when I was probably 15, 14, something like that. Nice. Um, and then that went on for a couple of years and it was, it was just, you know, we, we played like a few original songs and a bunch of covers and played parties and like that was, it was, it, it was, it did what it was supposed to do. And it was, it just kind of stopped and everyone went on to something else and it was you know, nothing. Um, and then I played in a kind of like a straight rock band that I was on drums for, for a while. And then I switched to guitar, um, and there was a different, there was a, we actually had a singer. This is still all when I was like, like high school, you okay. know? Um, and, uh, and I feel like I, I just moved like closer and closer to the front, to the front center. Like, like I, I, w I was back here and then I kind of, I've, I've drifted through other instruments, you know, <laughs> like I've done, done the things. And then I would say, um, you know, when I, when I first moved out to LA, I played in a, a hard rock band. Uh, it's kind of like commercial hard rock, you know, I would say like, we were in the vein of um like breaking benjamin um, yeah. three days grace chevelle like that, that nice. those were the influences um all of which are playing a show together what like next month where it's in irvine i oh think uh or maybe it's like forum or uh, i don't know but that's it's gonna be awesome, show. and Holy I'm God. totally gonna be there. Do you but, have a ticket already? Uh, not yet, but oh I will. Oh my God! Oh my God! That yeah. a fucking show. I know. I'm super pumped. Uh, but anyway, so I played in a band like that, and it was um, I was I was on guitar. I was I was uh, that was the first band where I was the singer. Um, prior to that, I'd been in um, like I was in a pop another pop punk band that was actually like pretty successful in our area. Uh, that was when I still lived in Michigan. Um, and uh but there were there were two we kind of had like two guitarists and we were both singing and it was just was that the know. band that you kind of realized like this is what i want to do like i can do this that was when i that was when like, i mean we were we were good and people were into it and like i was a terrible singer like really like like How? when i hear the recordings 
it like I it's it's it like hurts like it's it's like embarrassing like super embarrassing uh, really? not not because the guys were awesome like the band it was super it was tight but I was just it was just like I I had like I had no idea how to use my voice I felt like and every every sound I made someone was telling me that it should have been different and so like I had the most unnatural sounding thing because I just I like could, I didn't know how to make a, a sound that was like good sounding and really? so like it's I was hard was, to believe it was in tune you know I, I could I, I was a you know I was always it just wasn't the right melodies it and was stuff just, like that. just like my voice just sucked and uh <laughs> but but we given that we were we were able to write songs that people liked and yeah. put on a show that people liked it was just fun and um and then that band kind of morphed into the next band that I was talking about the harder rock band um that band moved out here um, uh, three of the four of us, we ended up finding another, uh, a, a different bassist at the time because that the the bassist didn't want to come out here. So you guys uh, moved out together? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Wow, you were successful enough to say, "Hey, let's move to a different state." Yeah, you know, it, we um, there just you know there wasn't industry there. Like we we're doing is is kind of as well as we could do playing in our little you know in our town. Yeah. We didn't really know enough about how to even build like we we didn't have mentors right you mm -hmm. know like like in our area if other bands needed help they would they would ask us for help like we we were the most like yeah. experienced of of anybody we didn't the, know what the hell we the were doing over there yeah so like we needed to find people to learn from um and and learn how to be in a successful band like how to how to make it bigger how to so you guys were all on the same page like that's what you guys were gonna do yeah we we're coming out here to to just get better Damn. to to get. Um, How old were you at this point? Twenty two. Wow. Twenty three. Something Fucking like that. Fucking balls, yeah. man! You're a rock star. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so we moved out here and we played for together for a few years, um, and then we we lost a, a, a band member. Actually, we had, we cut somebody loose because they they just weren't. Um, they they were. Uh, they had they had their own problems that we just didn't want to be part of the band's problems so how did you guys afford to like do this you guys save up money did you guys find jobs out here i mean uh yeah yeah we just all worked like i mean saved up money before we moved and then moved here found found jobs started working um so there wasn't yeah. like a pride factor in like what you were doing for work all you cared about was you know making the band successful yeah, yeah. i think i think that's yeah. a really big that's a really important thing i mean in, like in, to be on it like i i worked i've worked in tech since forever so like it was i i can't pretend that i ever was like starving you know like yeah. I, I was i was like i moved out and got a job in like five days or something wow, like it nice. was like i you know uh, that's a good thing to do yeah, yeah you know just just for <laughs> um but but man um that doesn't mean i mean but then i was working very full time and doing a band very full time, which yeah. was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and so it, you know, um, you know, the apartment was paid for, but like, it was a lot of work. Um, and so in that, yeah, that band ended up, um, you know, splitting because it just, uh, one of the guys actually was, um, moved back, moved back home. He was kind of getting, getting sick of the, of the 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 day job to maintain and which is just it's it's so critical but so hard to to do um you know i, I feel like a lot of people um they they don't set up quite enough foundation for themselves 
to be able to um, to be able to maintain for the long haul. Like I, I feel like a lot of people assume that you're going to uh, you just it's just going to happen very quickly, or you or you leave. Um, mm. And and I guess I've always been of the school that like you need to show up and you need to like figure out how you're going to support this for as long as it takes to to support it um, until it does what you want it to do. Um, I like but, that uh, until it does what you want it to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't really look at it as like, I'll, I don't know. I, I, I've had, I've had some in like in, in one of the, the next band, actually, I was in this, this band called Cannoneers. Um, Cannoneers is an indie rock band. And actually we did really well. We had a, a ton of, uh, TV placements. Wow. Um, we, we recorded, uh, record fully recorded a, a very professional album that was uh professionally recorded professionally mastered by like a, a big name mastering engineer and that was all funded just by uh you know self-funded from uh from tv placements and stuff like it was That's it was paycheck, like yeah. it was actually like like doing well we had um some really cool like residencies that mattered in la like it, like we were doing really cool stuff um and uh and that was, uh, yeah, that, that ended up, I, I mean, we went for several years, three or four years, I think. Um, and, uh, and then I feel like, I feel like it, it got really tough because at that point I was, um, I was on guitar, uh, doing, I was like, like lead guitar and then backing vocals for this band. Cause I just come off this other band that kind of fell apart because of members leaving or whatever. And I was just like, I just want to play at this point. So I'm going to join, join my, um, my, my buddy's band here. Um, and, and it turned into something really awesome and we made yeah. it really cool. But at that point, so now I'm on guitar, I kind of moved back away from the role that I really was interested in. And so, um, I, I felt like all four of the people in that band, um, like like singer was this uh just awesome awesome guy who uh he's he was just such a worker and and so so willing to do anything and and everyone else kind of had like their own interests at the time like um and it was just it was just tricky and so that band ended up splitting and then um and that was that was three or four years i i, I mean like so all of these bands really all of them were a good few years worth of of effort like it was never um so the so them like ending i mean that's that's a big attempt that's a lot of energy like what what was uh what was like the down like after coming out of that i mean what was the struggle like did you ever like lose that you know drive or did you ever just need to take a moment like i'm gonna take a year off like because that's that's a lot of energy given to yeah like, increments of time like did you struggle with it kind of punching you in the face or were you one of those people who were just like, ah, next one, next thing, let's go. You know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that point. Really? Um, you just, it was just kind of things that worked. I knew I was going to, I mean, I was doing more music like that. That was, that was never a question, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And that's how I ended up getting involved in, um, in an eighties tribute band. Um, <laughs> and, and that was, and I went, that was actually the first time where I was singing um, without an instrument. It was like every other band that I ever played in, if I was the singer, it was, I had my guitar and I was, I was always could kind of hide behind it, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I, I was still never really super comfortable with, uh, with my voice and, and like, I was, I always had fun performing, but I always just thought I sounded pretty crappy, but I was doing it. I was, I was going to do it no matter yeah. what. Um, and that was the first band where, um, I was actually joining them 
I heard they needed a bassist. And I was like, oh, I'll, Hell yeah. I'll do that. Let's do that. And uh, and they're like, you sure you don't want to, like, we could actually use a singer. Like, I heard you, you were a singer, your last band. Are you interested? Um, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, this is an 80s tribute band. Like, I don't know if I can even yeah. pull this off and whatever. And, uh, and, and something clicked where it was like, it was exactly what I needed to um, to to get one to get just really comfortable just just me and a microphone if you pull off of 80s people. tribute you're gonna get comfortable yeah it and, was it sounds very meant to be and and this was i mean in this this is like 80s pop tribute where it we're we're wearing like short short it's it's like there's a whole shtick it's like like this Fuck ridiculous yeah, show and uh and the universe set that exact situation like all right joe we need you to be an awesome front man we're gonna put you on the fucking extreme of it yeah 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 <laughs> it was it was totally that and it was like you know you, you're going into places where before the show starts everyone's like oh my god what are you guys doing here and then within three songs like they're the biggest fans of you ever yeah you know? hell yeah um but but i would say like it, it got me really comfortable with um it was just 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 being being there with you know naked with my with my <laughs> microphone here um but also uh vocally that was when that was a big turning point for me because it was all of these cover songs um where where i'm i'm playing with my voice like i'm like this song vocally is going to sound way different from this one from this one it's you know it's, it's devo and then like bon jovi and then aha and then you know like like so much fun it's all over oh it's, it's the most fun uh, all, all over the place but it, it what it did for me was it just like it made me figure out my range and my voice because i i figured out like one i can do a pretty good impression of all of these different people yeah and and it, it just made me like be able to find like what my actual natural sound should should sound like intensive training um oh and Fuck, and yeah. and it was crazy because it was like it's a four-hour show and and Holy we're doing fuck. like two or three of them a week so it would be i i had weekends where i would do thursday friday saturday sunday night shows all of them in a row um four-hour show every single night and so it was it how? was training like it was how? like i mean no seriously going, like tell like write it down <laughs> how it was it was going back to like <laughs> i i did warm-ups like i would i would wake up in the morning after like an hour, I would do my first warm up. Two hours later, I'd do another warm up. Three hours later, I'd do another. Like I would, I would have done probably four or five warm ups before the actual show happened that night. Cause and then I'd finish the show and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I could do another show. I wake up in the morning, my voice is just pretty ruined, and I'd do it again and I'd do the whole routine. I just like I, you know, these like 30 minute warm ups, multiple forget times a teacher. every day, and it was. <laughs> it was it was a lot but like you and oh, that was the thing you eventually you you learn like how to like i had taken a couple of voice lessons before specifically to get rid of vocal tension like especially when i was in a hard rock band i'd blow my voice all the time um and uh but but uh doing this was it's kind of like tour mode it's like you're you you adjust because you have to or you're not you're gonna you're gonna physically injure yourself and you're not gonna be able to perform you're not gonna be able to do anything and and your your body you really learn how to like use your voice in a more natural way because you don't have a choice anything unnatural is gonna like wow. damage your vocal cords it's did pretty, you ever pretty did you ever fuck your voice up in that time uh nothing i mean there wow. were plenty of times where i you would you know i would i would lose some range and i i'd you know like my my tone would kind of go a little gnarly but i never 
I never uh, actually no. There was a time where I I had to go to um, like a, a like a vocal therapist of sorts because um, I, I had been pushing to like I didn't have uh, like nodules or anything like that where it was that that type of damage. But uh, basically, I'd just been pushing too much air through my cords and and training them to be farther apart from each other than they should be, um, which m makes like it makes it harder for them to harder for you to have like a resonant sound harder for you to get um like uh to even get a sound like yeah. you, you have to push more air to even get a sound to to get enough so your chords will vibrate you wow. know um and it was just and and because of that like your range gets did screwed up and whatever so yeah i went i went and did did some vocal therapy to like kind of tighten that back up but it wasn't um it was never damaged damaged it was just kind of had to learn like how to take care of yourself <laughs> So you're like that, like this epic warrior that just every situation that, you know, presented itself, you were ready to go and you figured it out. It doesn't sound like you were ever really discouraged, uh, musically at least. No, man. You know, I, 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 I guess I never look at anything as like, uh, you know, it, it didn't work. I look at everything as like an iteration of the next thing. You know, if this, wow. like if I'm here and it's not, you know, if it's not do producing what I wanted to produce, you make a change. And if that doesn't, you make a change and you just, you just keep making changes that the changes might be bands. It might be instruments. It might be songs style. It might, it could be absolutely anything, but like that's that to me, why is why it's, it's never like, uh, like you said, you know, you, people would just kind of call it quits in their early twenties. Like that. It's just, I would just never care to do that. Cause I'm not I'll, like, I'll just keep, changing and and there's there's no there's no done there's no even you know to be fair like even on the um like success side you know i i know a ton of people that would say i was in a band that had music on a bunch of television stations and then that band broke up i did it i did everything that i wanted to do i'm done yeah. like i can say that i did it and to me like even like the successes are just another it's just another change. Like there's, there's no. You're just very just much in the moment. Changing. Like there's not really like a like a prime situation. You just love doing what you're doing, regardless. Yeah. And if it's not giving you the satisfaction that you need, that you want and need, you just change it. Change it to get keep there. Keep going. Yep. So it's about you. It's about you experiencing it to the fullest. Regardless yeah. Because the there's like, you know, I'm, I would say I'm very goal driven. But by the time I hit that goal, I've already changed it to a different goal. Oh hell yeah. Right. Hell so yeah. like it doesn't. I mean, you just said. I mean, I asked you. You know how do you feel about the song that you're playing in front of a stadium and you're like well now i'm thinking about what's the next song that i have to go home and write i'm like dude what that's that's badass i love that i mean it's uh it's interesting man it's it's uh yeah it's it's interesting i would say because yeah it, it's hard to like sit with anything and, and be content with you know like just this so in thing. your opinion i like this because i think you have a perspective that a lot of people say they have or say they want to have but it's it's really hard to like deny the natural you know, response, um, the idea of things being too late, mm. you know, is it too late to chase your dreams? Is it too late to succeed in your dreams? Is it too late to do what you want to do? Obviously physically there's, you know, like sports is certain things you can't do. Sure, sure. Music. I like growing up, I was always told, Oh, you gotta, you gotta record something now and release it. You know, and right now is a prime moment. Like you're at the age, you're at the age. And I fucking hated that statement. <laughs> totally. And I'm like, what do you mean yeah. I'm at the age? I literally, this is a, this is a, a, a choice that, the more I play, the better I get. So in more time, I will be better. 
yeah, yeah. Like in like, oh, but like the industry's made for it now. This, and I mean, in my opinion, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Sure, totally. You either have it or you don't. You know, there's always there's always an audience for what you're doing. There's always a target audience. Oh yeah, but for the people that say it's too late and that feel that, like people that you know, it's like say I, I gave up right now. Said mm-hmm. Joe, it's too late for me. Like I missed my window of opportunity. What do you say to? How do you respond to that? How do I respond to you saying that like if you're I came, quitting? Like if I came to you and I said, Joe, I'm gonna fucking quit. I don't. I'm just gonna you know play music because it's fun and it's a hobby. But I'm not gonna try to you know record and play shows anymore. I'm just gonna do it in my bedroom. Yeah, man. I w- I would say like, you know what, what what's the real goal that that you have? Because if in my mind, if you have a goal that says, you know, I'm, I want to be, you know, by the time I'm 21. I want exactly this. And then you get 21 and you don't have exactly that. Like I could, I could see how someone might be discouraged by that, but I would never, I would never set a goal with a time limit like that. I, I, I'm more of like have, have a, I guess more of a, a, a vision of like, I'm going to go in that direction and do everything that I can to make that direction go. Um, and if at some point I decide I want to change that to a different direction, I'm going to go to a different direction. So for someone that's that's kind of giving up on something, um, you know, I guess it, it depends on, are you giving up on it because you you wanted a very specific thing and you you are too stubborn to change your vision like i i feel like i feel like that's the problem is Kinda that if it goes down to why you're doing it yeah like yeah. Are, are you you're you you wanted this one very specific thing so badly that you're too stubborn to adjust um adjust what you want adjust what you can get like why do you want that thing you know like the, you you want to be 21 years old and and have done this why what is it you're trying to get out of that is yeah. it the money? Is it the fame? Is it just the fact that you're 21 and you did that? Like all of the the rest of those why type things, you can still get. Like yeah. I I think you just have to kind of revisit why you were doing it in the first place and come up with a genuine reason why you're doing it in the first place, and then find out how you're gonna satisfy that that why. Because maybe that first goal was stupid, you know. Like maybe when I mean, that... you grow, you're, you know that that's the thing. It's like people set that goal, and maybe it's not a timeline based thing, but maybe it's like this is the idea that I have, but I'm convinced there is like a time limit to it. Sure, like, sure. You know, oh, I'm I'm 40 years old. I can't become a new singer songwriter that is famous. I mean, that's a load of shit. But yeah, it's... well, and that, it's a it's a cop out, and it's you know somebody that probably is, is just burned out and like they you know what would you say to that person at 40 like well i i'd say you know i i think at that point there's there's two different people i think there's someone who is just like you know what i've i've pivoted i've moved on to uh, like different interests i think that's totally cool i have no problem with with i've moved on to, to different interests i have a problem with i'm quitting this thing because i i feel like um you know, I, I can't do it. Or I didn't figure it out or whatever. There's no room for me in it. Yeah. Like that, that, that just means like you haven't been willing to, to, to learn and to adjust. And, um, yeah, I, and you kind of, you kind of lost uh, the feeling of I'm doing this because I love this. It's, you know, everything yeah. else is secondary. 
when the idea of like, I need this specific success becomes before the fact that I love this, it becomes a lot harder to succeed, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I, it, I, yeah, I, I just don't, I guess I don't work that way. I don't, I don't set. That's what I asked you. I was like, I, I feel like you're, <laughs> you're so like efficient in that, in that train of thought and the way you do things, which is great, which I love. I mean, I admire that above all else, to be honest, um, that it allows you to, I mean, live not only the fullest life, but as a creative, as someone expressing themselves very vulnerably, I mean, that's the kind of, that's, that's rock and roll. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's when you go to a show, when you put on music, that's why, you know, that shows. Like this explains a lot for me because I love the music and I love the band, but it's like when Joe sings, like I'm feeling all, I'm feeling that attitude. Like I'm doing this mm. because it's just what I do. Cool. Like it's, I'm Thank not, you, I'm not trying to sit here. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to write a hit song. I'm trying to succeed. I'm trying to make my band big, but like, when you listen to my music, I'm not writing those things. I'm writing myself and exposing that because I believe in that. I mean, then the, as basic and as simple as that sounds, it's got to be like the hard. It's, it's become the hardest thing for people to do. And you can hear it. You can sure, hear it sure. a lot in, in music. It's like people are not that it's bad music, but it's very much a difference when you listen to a song and you're like that person is telling me who they are. Totally, yeah. You know, as opposed to that person is putting on an act i like the act i'll listen to the act but i can tell the difference big know? time absolutely and yeah I, I think that the, the you know the, the the former to that is the sustainable side of things yeah definitely yeah. like I, I i don't i don't i don't think you could sustain with um yeah without just being kind of crazy <laughs> like <laughs> crazy about like being are. willing to but being willing to like also say this isn't working and I'm willing to change instead of yeah. this isn't working and I'm so stubborn about it or it's too embarrassing to to change course. Like like if if I have a you know historically a band that stops working and I start a new band, that very first post of like, this is my my band name now, this is my thing, you know, like it's a little awkward, I would say, you know, it's yeah. like, am I, so what am I saying? Am I saying that my previous band couldn't do it? And so now here's Joe doing another thing, you yeah. know? Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? Like I, yeah, I, it, it wasn't working. Yeah. And so now I'm doing something different. And we sometimes and feel the need to explain great. ourselves, right? <laughs> like, for sure, yeah. And it's like, I feel like the, a lot of the, the negativity from that comes from the feeling the need to explain yourself, right? I mean, because then yeah. you're like, if I don't explain myself, then people are going to think this about what I'm doing because I didn't succeed. Like, I need to make sure they understand why I did it. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, who cares? It's like, just be go do, go do the next thing and be even better at it, you know? Yeah. Problem is, it's just too easy, you know, it's just too easy to get so many opinions now. Right. It is. It is too easy. It's yeah, dangerously sure. easy. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, Dan, before you go, before we uh, call it, I want to, in your opinion, and this is kind of a new question, something I've been pondering. Mm. It's a very general question, but it's something I've been pondering. And just because I feel like so many people are going to have different answers, regardless if they all do the same thing. As an entertainer, as someone that writes, creates you know, has to be sensitive and then has to be a rock star on stage, you know, so many different aspects of it, but all of it being around the idea of eventually you want people to be entertained by who you are. Sure. Sure. What is the most important part of entertainment? If you had to choose one, hmm. the whole process, not even being just being on stage. I mean, that could be the most important part, but 
from start to finish, what would you say for you right now in your life and your career is the most important part? Um, I, I really think, you know, really the first thing that comes to mind is just about, um, especially right now, man, uh, just being, being like genuine and honest about it. Kind of like what, what you were saying a minute ago, as far as, um, people can, there, there's so much, there's so much that's so accessible. There's so much music that is, that is so accessible. Um, so many people that are so in your face that are like, look at me, look at me, um, look at this thing that I'm doing, which, which is fine in itself. Like I, you know, whatever. Um, but I feel like what, where anyone is going to care right now is when you're doing something that is uniquely you because, because it's genuine. Like if, if it's really, truly genuine, um, people will, even if, even if say you're influenced by music, other, other bands, things that you like, people will hear a unique sound in, in you if you're being genuine about it, because it, it, it just, it's, it wouldn't be possible, you know, uh, yeah. to, to, to perfectly mimic something else. Um, and, and for me, I would, I would rather listen to, if I have a stream of crap coming across my social media feed, um, I would rather listen to the, the person that's just doing something like that they like doing um, any day over someone that is, you know, well-funded, highly produced, but writing something where I can, I can just hear in, in their voice that it is, it's just not them, you know? Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think just doing, doing the you and whatever, whatever that is, like it can be, it can be easy pop songs. It can be, it can be anything. Um, and I'll, I'll love it if it's, if it's like feels honest. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's amazing. I fucking love that. It's a damn good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Man. I'm very impressed. I love that. I was gonna, I think I needed to hear that too. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I mean, you're not the first person when I mean, you showed up, we started talking about social media and changing out. You're not the first person I've talked to even this week mm. about that exact thing and how like oversaturated with like, I don't give a fuck. It's like, when's the last time? Like, yeah. I like, I'm really like cleaning out and following like my girlfriend. She's super into fitness, right? She, and you know, she works out every day, but she's not, she's not one of those people that's super like loud about it. She mm. works out cause she loves to work out, but she follows a lot of pages. And she told me she just like recently went through and like deleted more than half of her, like oh, wow. of who she was following because she's like, why am I like, I don't care. Like, yeah, it's all these fake shit. And like every once in a while, that's true. Like it doesn't matter where you are, or what industry you're in, or you find that authenticity, like regardless of what someone's doing, they just like to do it. Right. Totally, and yeah. that that gets you fucking stoked. I mean, for what before you even consciously realize, you subconsciously get stoked on life by watching yeah. someone love something. Absolutely, yeah. How many? I mean, man, you think of like you see uh, some like crappy bar show, and there's <laughs> some some opener that like like barely has like business being there. Yeah, but when they're playing, there's just like you know some moment where you're like, man that dude just meant that so yeah. hard, like whatever it was. And maybe it didn't even sound good, but I love, I just love this dude because it's real. It's, it, it is, it's actually something honest. And it's like, that's, that's what it's, you know, that's what Fuck it's about. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's, and it's becoming more and more necessary. Yes. 
much more necessary. Definitely, man. It is, there's just so, yeah, there's so much that's, that's too accessible. Like you, you no longer have to, uh, get approved you know you don't have to pass yeah, like really ta- real tastemakers anymore you don't <laughs> like you don't have to like if you decide you want to publish music like you could we in 10 minutes we could put something on like yeah. from scratch 10 to minutes online. 10 dollars yeah, that's yeah. all you need <laughs> done like which is super cool but it also it just it just changes how yeah how everything works so yeah well, rock and roll, Joe. Thank you so much for coming on the show yeah. and sharing. Thank you for uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. I'm 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 so glad that you're uh, that you're doing this. This is <laughs> this is another uh, thing that I I I I know you put a lot of work into it because I, it's <laughs> it's just obvious. Like the way that you're you're always prepared. Like you, yeah. you have you have your note. You have like questions. Plan. You have like a theme plan. Like yeah. you're you're ready to party. And uh, I I know you put a lot into it. And uh, I'm just I'm I'm so glad and grateful you're doing it. i think it's so cool so. Well, i appreciate that man i hope yeah. i can't wait to have you on again there's so much more i want to talk to you about thanks man i'm in well I'm rock in. and roll man appreciate it thank Peace. you <laughs>